a now painfully obvious theater. Someone's at the door. Oh, you made it. It's raining very hard out here. You're wet. I'm coming in. If you need some place to put your coat, use the coat rack. Your house is very big. If you're hungry, there's food in the refrigerator. That's in the kitchen, right? Yeah. Be careful around the stove. It's hot. This has been painfully obvious theater. Tune in next time when you'll hear. You have a lot of food in here. This is the Sarcastic Voyage podcast, featuring the Sarcastic Voyage unpaid voice acting players. Now, here are your hosts, Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. I do not ever want to eat taffy. Why? Because it's gross, man. Everything's gross to you. Yeah, it is. Food is on the uh, food is on average disgusting. That is that is what a weird way to live. <laughs> You're like those coward children that I saw. Oh, did you see some coward children? We went to we went to this um well you went on forest. You went on an adventure this week. No, no. To find to find the heart of America. Yes, which no, is the we only to reason our, to go on a road trip. We went to find our uh, supervillain uh, hideout. I'll we say that to works, vol- too. We went to a volcano, an abandoned nuclear plant, and an old amusement park. Those are all really good choices. Those are all things we went to, for real. Mm-hmm. And um, Now, which would you say was the preferred one? You know, Given I don't the three. know. The, the, the nuclear plant. It's not bad. It was pretty good. It was it was just two giant like towers, but nobody was around. It was great. well, yeah. I mean, if you've seen The Simpsons, you kind of have an idea of what it looks like. Yeah, every time I look at it, I heard. Ah. <laughs> I love Which that I've crow. Never understood what what is up with that crow? I don't know, but I really do love it. You can't show an establishing shot of those towers without hearing <laughs> that crow. It's like if you happen to be looking away from the TV and you hear, ah, you're like, oh, well, they're back at the plant, obviously. See, I would love if, it, if like, if they had established early on in The Simpsons, like, they did that as a way so blind people could enjoy the show. So yeah. for every different establishing shot, there was a different bird call. So for the it's... power plant, it was like, ah! Mm-hmm. But, like, for The Simpsons' house, it was like a rooster. Mm-hmm. And for Moe's house, it was morning. like, yeah. From Moe's house, house, Moe's bar, it was the Peregrine Falcon. Yeah. For the it's, school. It's bird Braille. Yeah. Which is think... the worst Batman villain ever. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> it's definitely 66 Batman bird, uh, Batman villain. Bird Braille? <laughs> yes. He stole so... all the Braille from the Gotham City birdhouse. So now no, the blind no, no, no. people can't learn about birds. He leaves clues in bird seed that can be read as Braille. Oh, shit, that's good, actually. Delicious Puffed Rice Cereal presents The Radio Adventures of Matt and Algar, starring Matt Robotham and Ron Algar-Watt as themselves. Our story so far, Matt 
Dottie and Dottie's robot have ventured to the city of Subteropolis, far beneath the Earth. Finding what they came for and preparing to return to the surface, they discover an enormous weapon. And now, today's episode, the giant death ray. Well, it's definitely a death ray. What makes you so sure, Mr. Matt? Well, it has a skull and crossbones painted on the other side. That seems kind of weird, with the rock people not having skulls or bones. That's what I thought, and yet... So, what do we do now? Well, if that thing's part of the stupid war between these stupid rock people and the other stupid rock people, we just leave it alone. We're not really supposed to get involved in that kind of thing. What kind of thing? Stupid things. And if it isn't, if it's actually meant to threaten the surface, well, I guess we'll have to sabotage it. But horses, the controls for that thing are a hundred feet up and upside down because it's built for those stalactitans. Right. Well, one of us is going to have to climb up there over the bubbling pits of lava. I think it's called magma if it hasn't erupted yet. Yes, good, good. You passed that test. Uh, remind me to give you a gold star when we get back to wherever it is we keep the gold stars, the gold star drawer. Climb up to the top. Yes, good. Up there. A hundred feet up there. Do you want me to go, Mr. Matt? To be honest, yes. Yes, I do, but one of us needs to distract the guard. You can do that part. I will... I'll make the climb. Horses, Mr. Matt. Are you scared of heights? What? Oh, don't be silly. We're a mile below the surface of the Earth. How could I possibly be scared of... Yes, yes, I'm going to fear vomit. But you and Mr. Al spend most of your time flying. Ah, but I don't. Mr. Al spends most of his time flying. I spend most of my time fixing things and beating up bad guys on the ground. Don't tell anyone, okay? Your secret's safe with me, Mr. Matt. I know you can make it up there. Come on, Mr. Robot. Let's go distract that guard. Tabulating. Sure, they might agree to feed your cow while you're away for the weekend, but what's that really worth if they're too good at clean out the litter box? Oh, there you are, little girl. Sorry, I guess I got distracted and I missed what you were saying. Can you start over again? From the beginning? Uh, which part? Oh, the part about, uh, the cat. Do you even have cats here underground? No, it was a metaphorical cat. We're very metaphorical people. I see. They say that the gods gave us metaphors when we stole water from them. Who says that? I don't know. Lots of people. Why did you steal water from them? I think it's a metaphor. Anyway, where was I? Oh, yes. Uh, neighborliness. Right. So a good neighbor always remembers where the fence is, even if their dogs I can't believe I'm all the way up here when I'm afraid of heights. Hang on. I'm not afraid of heights at all. That must have been some leftover lizard thoughts. I'm perfectly fine to climb up the... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Ah! Robot, you saved my life. Tabulating. I completely forgot you had a jetpack. Tabulating. Hold the line, please. Yeah, might have saved us a lot of trouble if... Oh, don't land us on the... Your neighbors finish everything that's on the list. They leave the keys under your welcome mat. But that's the first place anyone thinks to look. You! You were interfering with our death ray! No! Mr. Matt's just... a death ray enthusiast. He wanted to get a closer look to see if To see was... if you had it pointed at the surface? Oh, we do. Now I know who you two are. 
You're with M-U-C-U-S, aren't you? They really need to get a better acronym. We might be. I knew it. Well, I have special instructions for dealing with the likes of you. You do? Yes, we'll see how you fare. At Trident Point. But you aren't even carrying Tridents. Silence! Tune in again for our next exciting installment, Wrath of the Tiger Men. Only on the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Hey there, all you boys and girls. Stay tuned for an important message from the radio adventures of Matt and Algar's own Dottie. Hi, gang. You ever wonder how I have enough energy to go on all those swell adventures you hear about on our program? It's because I begin each day with a bowl of delicious puff race cereal. The only cereal shot out of guns. Delicious puff race cereal is made with real sugar, real salt, and then another heaping portion of real sugar again. This gives me the pep I need to keep up with the world's two greatest adventurers, Mr. Matt and Mr. Al. If there's one thing scientists and parents agree that kids need, it's pep. Delicious puffed ray cereal makes you feel like you're being shot out of a gun. It's keen. Yes, children, do what that little girl said. Ask mother to buy you a box of delicious puffed rice cereal the next time she goes to market. Don't take no for an answer. And be sure to listen to The Radio Adventures of Matt and Algar every week on the Sarcastic Voyage podcast. You're just joining us at this postseason exhibition game where the teams have agreed to pit their various mascots against one another on the field of play. Here are some results from earlier games. The Jets strafed the Buccaneers, handily sinking their ships and leaving them for dead in the black, unforgiving ocean. The Falcons devoured the Cardinals, who, frankly, barely had a chance. And now we join what promises to be a brutal contest here as the Lions face off against the Bears. That's right, Chuck. The crowd seems positively riveted out there this afternoon, apart from one young Canadian woman who fled the stadium a short while ago as the players walked onto the field. Never mind that. It looks like the game has begun. There's the kickoff. The Bears receiving, and... Whoa, look at that Grizzly go. He's on the 40. The 30. Touchdown, Bears. How about that? Well, it's no surprise, Tony. This team is in fine form, they're hungry, and frankly, they're keen to prove the athletic capabilities of a pack of bears. Is it a pack? Or... I believe that's actually a sleuth, Chuck. Huh. Nature is weird. It sure is, but it makes for some damn good football. Uh-oh. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Offense. No touchdown. Ooh. Looks like that Bears' little victory dance cost them the touchdown. And it looks like that call just cost the referee his life. And now the field has descended into chaos as first the Bears and now the Lions begin tearing into the refs, the spectators, and of course each other. It's a pretty gruesome sight down there, Chuck. Oh, God, who thought this was a good idea? <laughs> Kevin McAllister's family has forgotten him. 
again. Oh no, I'm home alone again. Only this time, he has to contend with a plane full of cannibalistic soccer players who have crashed into his house. Ah! Home alive tonight at eight on SVN. Sarcastic Voyage has embarked on a modest undertaking to chronicle the entirety of human history in sketch form. Join us as we uncover the mysteries of the past in our ongoing feature, which we call History. It's not as good as it used to be. Early in the 16th century, Giovanni di Lorenzo de' Medici of the powerful Medici family became the head of the Roman Catholic Church. As Pope Leo X, he would be remembered for creating indulgences, effectively a church-sanctioned ticket out of purgatory in exchange for a cash donation. But one particular German priest would not stand for this. And in 1517, he made his feelings known. Your Holiness, Your Holiness. What is it, my son? A news from Germany, Your Holiness. Oh, it's you, sugar. News from where? Oh, sorry.、Uh, uh, news from the Holy Roman Empire. That the German part. You really should learn these things, sweetie. You'll never make pope if you don't. Oh, do you really think I have a shot at the big chair, Your Holiness? Well, I certainly have the voice for it. Now, now, what's this German malarkey you're carrying on about? Oh, turns out this Martin Luther fella nailed some stuff to a church. Are we giving commendations out for that now? Charity starts at home, Your Excellency. But this was a very long list of,、uh, according to him, things you're、uh, doing wrong. <sighs> How many things? Ninety-five, Your Holiness. Ninety-five. Well, he's been pope for three years. Read some of them to me. Are you sure? No, but go ahead. Let's see here. He, he doesn't approve of the indulgences. Uh huh. The most poor people don't seem to, for some reason. And he says you're a homosexual. What now? Something about pennies jingling in a coin box and souls ascending from purgatory. Well, that's just the indulgence thing again. He, he's not saying we're responsible for his horrible analogy, is he? He also says <coughs> the treasures of the indulgences are nets with which they now fish for the riches of men. Guilty, I think. So, what does he want?、Uh, I'm sorry. What does he want us to do? What's the point of this list? Theses. He calls them the theses. Well, that one's too easy. Just gonna leave that lying on the ground. He, he wants us to stop. I think stop jingling our coins and fishing with nets. Sure, we'll get right on that. Oh, do do me a favor, honey. Send a cardinal this、uh, Martin Luther and tell him to stop nailing things to other things, or we'll. Oh, I don't know. We'll excommunicate him.、Oh, very well, Your Holiness. And now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go investigate this homosexual rumor.
I think the Flintstones actually happened. Have we talked about this before? I don't your, know that we your have. Your Flintstones theory? All right. We may have done. I don't remember. It's tell me tell me why. Well, that's all. I think because we you have just this think it weird, happened. We have this sh- this weird shared everyone knows the Flintstones. Yep. It's one of the this part I have talked about. It's like a universal reference. It's like there's a few pop culture things you can make references to. You know everyone's going to get what you mean. Right. There there aren't that many, but the Flintstones for some reason is one of them. No none of, nobody likes it. Oh, no, I have never met anyone in my entire life who thinks the Flintstones is any good. No, and yet, we all yep. know it. And we don't all just know Fred and Barney. We know, like, Joe Rockhead and Mr. Slate and, like, yep. you know, uh, the Loyal Order of Water Buffaloes. Like, we, we we all have some pretty deep knowledge of the Flintstones, and nobody knows why. Wait, there was, sure a guy named J- there was a guy named Joe Rockhead? Well, Joe Rockhead was sort of the everyman. Oh. Did he there have was- any files? Attention Warlock Warlockageddon patrons. The management would like to ask the person in the gender-swapped Dr. Frank N. Furter costume to leave the floor immediately. Apparently several robots have self-destructed while attempting to unravel the logic of your costume choice. Man, this bait has really gotten ridiculous. Don't start in with that, I hate when people like the stuff I like business, Crowley. There's a fine line between nerds and hipsters, and I'm trusting all of you to stay on the correct side of that line. We're on the nerd side, right? You tell me, girl Wolverine. I call her girlverine. I wish you wouldn't, <clears throat> bub. All right, so it sounds like everybody wants to check out something different, but we definitely all want to see the Stan Lee roast, right? Dude's probably not going to be alive for many more of them. Don't even joke about that. What? You think I can make him keel over with my magic mind powers? Stop! Nordmaker, stop! I'm just a simple Padawan. My authority is not recognized here. Okay. So let's all meet back up at the, uh, let's see, the, the Stovokor Auditorium at five. Stovokor? You mean we have to die to get there? You see, because Stovokor is the Klingon afterlife. Oh, we got it. It just wasn't funny. Come on, guys. I got stuff to buy. Five o'clock, guys. Right. Attention, Firefly fans. We have no announcements for you. I just like doing that every now and then to get your hopes up. Hey, look. Bane has a table. Hello, gentlemen. I invite you to sample my wares. What's this? The three laws of erotics. The Three Snowballs of Palmer Eldritch, The Left Hand Job of Darkness, Eye Rimming. Oh, check out this other box. Stranger in a Strange Hole, Ender's Gay, and this one is just called Lube. Is there sand on the cover? Uh, yes. I think that's supposed to be Dune. Oh, of course. Hang on a minute. These are just the usual bodice rippers with different covers. And every one of these has hidden covers of Fabio on it. Yes, well, you see... Shh, guys, it's me. Fabio! The same. See, there's no market for my filth anymore. This is the only way I can think of to unload it on pebbles. You, uh, couldn't have phrased that better? Your secret's safe for the last, Fabio. How much for this copy of Nancy Boys? 
the linguistic panel covering Klingon, Elvish, Bocce, Esperanto, and whatever the hell Hannibal Lecter is saying on that Hannibal show begins in, uh, do I have to say this, Chaw Minutes. Hmm. Punisher 2099, Spider-Man 2099, Ghost Hover Rider 2099, 1602 2099. Man, this World of Tomorrow bullshit's gotta stop. Excuse me, young man, do you want to see something strange and mystical? Hell yeah! But I assure you, wait, what? You want to see it, right out of the gate and everything. Absolutely! Behold, the Retconomicon. The what? It is an ancient tome. Tomb? Tome. Now shut up and listen. <clears throat> an ancient tome that, if ever opened and read, will give one complete knowledge of all comic world timeline changes, past and future, until the end of time itself. But beware, oh, beware, it's awesome power. Shit, sorry, must have, must have the tape on the wrong side. <laughs> Just give me a second. Shit, 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 let's see here. Wilhelm scream, Howie scream, Twilight Zone theme, Twilight Zone scream. I have no mouth, but I'm... Uh, nothing? <laughs> that one's nothing. Hey, I wonder who inked this. Ah, ah here it is. Beware, it's also power. Oh, god damn it. Great, now I've got another pile of ash to clean up. I'll never get my deposit back now. Hey, hey, you, the guy in the freakazoid costume. You want to see something strange and mystical? Attention patrons. Transcripts of the riveting Hodor-Pikachu debates are available at the information desk. Can you believe the nerve of that guy? I mean, what, did he think we wouldn't notice? We're not dilatories. You're absolutely right. No one in their right mind would ever think to use exposed bone claws in a giant-sized X-Men number one homage. That's just ridiculous. And I think you'll find it's dilettantes, actually, though we were, in fact, dilatory in getting away from that. That. <laughs> Nuber hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Critical hit, my man. Right through the armor bonus. <laughs> Thank you very much. Level up fanfare, loot stashed, etc. Ah! I'm hit! I'm felled! Massive damage! Oh god! Don't you die on me, man! Cleric! I need a cleric here! Someone get me a phoenix down, goddammit! Oh, I'm sorry. Please excuse me. I was miles away. You okay, Donna? You gonna pull through? I'm fine. I'm fine. False alarm. I was simply stunned for a turn. Again, I do apologize. It's occasionally rather difficult to see in this helmet. Well, well, well. Look what we have here. Another pitiful excuse for a cosplayer. Yeah, 
And I thought that Wolverine was the worst we'd ever see. Clearly we failed our saving throw. Just look at this shoddy workmanship. First of all, if you're going for Magneto's movie costume, which I must say is the worst permutation of that outfit in the history of comicdom, you've got the wrong helmet entirely. You're looking for something more like a frumpy Scarlet Witch headpiece meets crash test dummy helmet, not this somehow infinitely worse gray and copper bullet casing. And even the greatest detractors of Singer's clumsily handled film adaptations would know that it's only the inner lining of Magneto's cloak is a rich dark red. And if that weren't enough to top it all off, you're far too short, far too fat, and far too old to carry the mantle convincingly. God, it's like there's no respect for tradition anymore, or a person's ambulatory autonomy. <sighs> Come on, Norb, we're gonna miss the roast. Well, that, that, that was unsurprisingly rude. Excuse me, Mr. McKellen, sir? You're needed in Hall M. The X-Men panel's about to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yes. Thank you, dear. Wait a minute. Miss, may I ask your opinion? Do you think I make a good Magneto? I mean, I'm not too fat or old. Well, honestly, I prefer Michael Fassbender. Oh, so do I. Please note that all checks to Warlock Ageddon must be made out to <clears throat> W.A. Registered Copyright Sign Pound Sign. That's the British currency, not the tic-tac-toe pound sign. Zero C K at sign G E D D O with a slash through it N. This is the official spelling of Warlock Ageddon, and no documents bearing any other spelling will be honored. Actually, I'm not sure why we even made this announcement. It's 2013. We don't take checks. Hey, can we hurry this up? I'm I'm hoping I could slip out of here and catch a screening of robots that are clearly superior to monsters before we meet back up with everyone. Well, didn't you hear? Dead movie's out of theaters. What? what? It's all right. I'm sure we can find another way to pass the time. But it, it just opened at the beginning of the weekend. Yeah, but it wasn't immediately the number one movie, so... Per internet rules, nobody's allowed to see it anymore. Well, that's just stupid. Eh, not for me to say. And I sell these DVDs, right? And I have to burn all copies of the originals when a remake gets produced. You ever wonder why you see fewer and fewer comics at these things every year? It's because they keep getting pulled when they're made into movies. Ugh! This is always happening to our people! Which people? Us! Geeks! We never get anything good! But... Aren't the majority of top box office movies pretty much made by and for geeks? Yes, exactly. We can't tell each other that we've done something good. The whole internet would it'd collapse. I'm uh, not entirely seeing the downside here. The Dolphin from Sequest DSV will be signing copies of his new book, So Long and Thanks for Nothing, in the atrium. What's this now? Some kind of game show? Hi, we're famous podcasters. I never heard of you. I didn't tell you who we are yet. You told me you're podcasters. What's with the giant wheel? This. This is the Wheel of Mashups. It's a comedic device we use on our comedy sketch show to generate ideas. See, it has all these pop culture entities written on it. You spin it twice, and then you combine the two. And then, if you're really smart, you put the resulting mashup on a t-shirt. With a TARDIS. Why a TARDIS? Why, indeed! So, you want to try it out? Sorry, I don't have any money. Oh, it doesn't cost anything. We just like to show it off. Come on, take a spin. Sure, what the hell? Ooh, it looks like... 
Yes? You got Aaron Sorkin's The West Wing. Great show. Yeah, it is. Have you even seen it? Now your friend gets to take a spin. What? No, I don't... Come on, you have to do it now. What do you mean, have to? <laughs> he just means that we've already started this fun little game, and it'd be a shame if we stopped now. Ow. Yes, Fine. that is what I mean. Here. And, uh, Game of Thrones. Great. Now what? Now you have to come up with a comedy sketch idea based on a combination of those two things. Wait, we have to come up with this idea? Come on, uh, this is kind of fun, actually. We do, like, the Westeros wing. Now you're getting it. <laughs> Mrs. Landingham sends her regards. <laughs> okay, that's actually pretty funny. Funny enough? Yes, I think... Yes! Funny enough! We're free! We're finally free! What? What just happened here? You see, guys, this wheel is haunted. Okay, what? Oh, no, no, no. No, he's not wrong. Well, I mean, he is, but that's because he doesn't know the difference between haunted and cursed. Anyway, this thing has compelled us to spin it and make it stupid sketches for over two years now. But not anymore. Now that you've spun the thing... And played along by making a stupid mashup... Now it's your problem. And we're free! So long, suckers! Hey! Where are you going? That was a bit ridiculous. Come on, let's get out of here. Yeah, good idea. I think that Stan leaving it... Uh, it's following me, isn't it? It sure is. It's the Merry Marvel Marching Society's Roast of Stan Lee! And now, here's your Master of Ceremonies, Jack King Kirby! Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Wonderful to see you here tonight. Our guest of honor is the recipient of the Jack Kirby Award for Comics Excellence. He received this award in 1995, the year after I died. Strange coincidence, that. <laughs> According to Stan, he's the inventor of Spider-Man... Thor, Captain America, the Black Panther, the Black Panthers, Harry Potter, Jughead, Jawhead, Eraserhead, Jack Ryan, Jerry Ryan, Meg Ryan, the Animal Man, George the Animal Steel, George Carlin, Curious George, Hal 9000, Andre 3000, Captain Caveman, Captain Crunch, Captain Chesapeake, Captain Kangaroo, and pointing out that it's bad to mistreat people who are different than you. <laughs> yes, apparently nobody ever noticed that before old smiling Stan here came along. <laughs> Many of you may know Stan's catchphrase, face front, true believers. The reason he wants you to face front is so he can steal your wallet. <laughs> I kid, of course. Who could possibly trivialize the contributions of the media giant who brought the world the unmistakable icon, Stripperella? <laughs> this is assuming, of course, that Stan did create Stripperella and that he didn't just snatch up the credit and glory from some poor, unassuming artist. <laughs> Spider-Man co-creator Steve Ditko is notoriously unreachable for interviews, but few people realize... It's because Stan is always intercepting the film crews before they can get to Steve's house. <laughs> those aren't cameos he has in all those fine Marvel movies. Those are directors saying, fine, if it'll make this old guy leave our set, just give him a pot. <laughs> really, though, Stan, I gotta hand it to you. This is the longest you've ever let anyone talk without buttoning. in. For the man who used the phrase, enough said, you sure never meant it. Well, strap in, true believer. 
We have some people here who'd like to have some words with you. And now, via Skype, the amazing Spider-Man! Hey gang, sorry I couldn't be there in person, but I was able to make an appearance via the World Wide Web. Web? Spider? <laughs> Nothing? Well, that's it. I quit. And now, because the network is legally obligated to feature a female comedian, here's Julia Walker. Oh man, I just started my period. <laughs> Please welcome Daredevil! Sorry, I couldn't find the microphone. I'm blind, you see. Stan Lee created a blind superhero who... Stop this at once. What? Who's that? I can't see anything. I'm blind and... Stop it. Just stop. I am Uatu, the Watcher. Mine is only to observe. I am forbidden to interfere. Well, then what's the deal, yo? I could not sit idly by while another horrible series of Daredevil is Blind jokes were told. While I am in need not allowed in any way to alter the natural course of this reality, come on, seriously. Daredevil is Blind? What? You ran out of Ant-Man's short jokes? Well, I mean, actually, I... Enough! Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Nicolas Cage, uh, star of the Ghost Rider films. <laughs> and now, give a big hand for Superman! Stan, I know you didn't create me, and I could really lay into you for all the DC characters and concepts you've ripped off over the years. Really? I had a whole just imagine Stan Lee not being a total hack bit prepared, but... Stan, you've got to get me out of there. You don't know what it's like. The things Zack Snyder is making me do, they're horrible. Please. I'll start at the bottom of the Marvel Universe. I'll do anything. I'll clean up after the Hulk. I'll take Ms. Lion for walks. I'll hang out with D-Man. Please, just don't make me go back. Hi, Stan. It's Tom Hiddleston. I played Loki and... And now, please welcome May Parker. Mr. Lee is often praised for creating characters that, despite their almost childish surroundings, are known for their multi-layered complexity. So I have him to thank for not only being old, but also sick most of the time. <laughs> also, I like to make wheat cakes. So clearly, I'm an incredibly nuanced character. <laughs> of course, Stan created me in 1961 when he was already well into his 80s. So he knows a few things about old. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we had to hold this roast before 4 p.m. so Stan wouldn't miss the early bird special. Didn't I create the early bird? There's no superhero called early bird, you jackass. Hi, folks. J. Jonah Jameson here. You know, folks, audiences instantly hated me for my very first appearance because of my Hitler mustache. 
Yeah, thanks, Stan. Real subtle. I guess giving me your own pencil-thin John Waters stash wasn't creepy enough. Get ready to laugh. It's Lisa Lampanelli. Wait, Luke Cage isn't here tonight? F*** this. And now, it's the man of the hour, Stan Lee. Hello, folks. I look out here tonight and I see a lot of faces, and I have no idea who any of you are. There are two kinds of people in this world, you see. The insignificant people who didn't create Spider-Man, the X-Men, and the Avengers. And then there's me, Stan Lee. You're all a bunch of losers and I'm the greatest. Excelsior, you sons of bitches! Today's episode has been brought to you by Owls in Pelican Suits. <laughs> Bringing you Owls in Pelican Suits since 1972. If you want an owl in a pelican suit, you should probably get one at some place that has them. <laughs> that was the best trailing off into nothingness <laughs> that I've heard this evening. Uh, we have a letter here, Matt. No, do we have a letter? We do, from our friend Flonk. Oh, I like Flonk. He has written to us, so do I. Well, letter it on me. Uh, no. All right, then but just I read, read it. it to you. It says, Dear Alan Matt, who sounds more ridiculous, a person with a British accent trying to sound American, or a person with a Baltimore accent trying to sound American? Flonk. Now, you'll probably know this better than I. What does a Baltimore accent oh, sound like? Yeah, I know it way better than you. I grew up around this accent. Well, please. It is it is the worst accent. All right. There is no worse accent than, I, and I would say the Maryland accent is not specific to Baltimore. It's, they made fun of it in 30 Rock. Um, Jack Donahue's ex-girlfriend had a, she did a commercial for something called O, and she kept going, oh. And that was it. Oh. Oh. It was, um. They would say things like, I'm going to put my boat in the water, except they would say, I'm going to put my boat in the water. <laughs> it's it's the worst. It makes me want to murder people. So the worst? The worst. The worst. Yes. You get even crabs in the water. Crabs? Crabs. 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 Crabs in town. Crabs in... There's crabs in town. <laughs> yeah, it's... Oh, <laughs> That's how they sound. That is not even a... That is barely an exaggeration. Yeah. Yeah. Making me think about the, like, the the, the dregs of human speech here. In not Baltimore. Good. I, I, oh, you God. do hate Baltimore. You Listen, man. That's been established since, like, the first episode of this show. That's been established since I was born. That place... <laughs> that place is not good. And it's very brown. It's a brown city. It's a very, very brown city. Mm. The water's brown. The buildings are brown. The sky is usually brown. <clears throat> it just, it's, oh, God, unpleasant. Everything's no. falling apart. Yes. The bad part of town is Baltimore. <laughs> like, that's it. There is no good part of town. It's just, it's, it's terrible. Just awful. I'm not going back there, man. All right. Well, no one is saying you should. And I'm not. All right, so, good. Our website is sarcasticvoyage.com. You can reach us at sarcasticvoyage at gmail.com. And you um, should ask us about Baltimore. 
Please don't ask us about Baltimore. Don't ask about Baltimore. You know what? No, ask about Baltimore. Yeah, all right. That's fine. Ask us whatever you like. Yeah. We do like hearing your questions. Ask it us is, anything. It is It is nice to hear from you. So that's all we have for this week. We do uh, appreciate your continued patronage. And we now, do. as ever, we want your journeys to be safe. Yes. Have them. Safe journeys. Safe journeys. <laughs> This episode of the Sarcastic Voyage podcast starred Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham with Vishal Baradwaj, Dave Fields, Kimberly Lajeunesse, Moises Mora, Joseph Ravenson, Amanda Smith, Sabrina Snyder, and Jason Wallace. It was written by Ron Algar-Watt with Matt Robotham and Jason Wallace. It was produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2013. Behold... The Retconomicon. The what? The Retconomicon. The Retro Comic Con? No, no. The Retconomicon. The Rent Konami card? No. The Retconomicon. The Red Der Commissar. No. The Red Five Standing By? Err. The Necronomicon. What? No. The R Crumb Omnibus? No. But I think I saw one over at another table. The Wombom Sunkyamom? What are you even talking about? Oh, uh, Rip Torn's homemade porn. God, no. The Red Toyota Thon? What does that even. The Rick It Ralphatron? Yes. Really? No. The Wrath of Kubla Khan? No. The Ret Con Omicon. Oh. What's that? I'm glad you asked.